Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the podcast, I have the wonderful comedian Jen Scott. Jen can be found at Jen Scott Needs Attention on Instagram and also Jen Loves Hate on Twitter. Jen also has a podcast with past guest Jessica Singer coming out called Reasons to Yell, so keep an eye out for that. This week on the podcast, Jen and I talk about going to punk shows and also dependency on prescription Adderall, so have fun. Rituals I have participated in aggressively. Awesome. So when, how old were you when you started going to punk shows? Well, I wasn't allowed to go to them, but I had always been brought to them. Like, well, not necessarily punk rock shows, but like just loud concerts Mm -hmm. from the time I was born. But I wasn't allowed to do anything. So I always had to lie. And I think I started lying and going to them Uh around uh, probably like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And it was always like all ages shows. But we had like local venues at that time in Chicagoland that were... Bands like the Plain White Tees <laughs> and, like, local bands that I knew of, like, cooler high school boys that would later become my best friends on Earth were, like, in mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and also Fall Out Boy is, like, where I'm from. So it was oh, that really? scene, like, hell of that scene, yeah. Wow. So, like, from your your suburb of Chicago? Pretty much. Like, there's this suburb called Naperville. <laughs> and Naperville. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> the whitest place on Earth. But, um... My suburb, which is not necessarily the whitest place on earth, was adjacent to there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fall Out Boy, I believe, is from Naperville. Interesting. Well, at least Pete Wentz <laughs> is because his family's rich and from there. Well, he's like the only one that really matters. I don't yeah, even he's know. He's actually that... not white, I'm pretty sure, which is funny. He's, yeah, he seems mixed with something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not white. Yeah. I mean, when? He's not white. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned. Going from birth, like, do, you, do your parents go My to shows? My dad is a, a not cool dad and, like, brought me to very loud concerts as a baby. Wow. I'm kind of deaf, I think, because of it. He wouldn't put, like, the earmuffs on you? No, my mom got really mad at him, actually, oh. about it, I think. Is your dad a punk rocker? He wishes. He's like the biggest poser. <laughs> like so much of my genuineness comes from his fakeness. That's so funny. When it, how old were you when you realized like my dad is a poser? Oh, ah, oh God. I don't even know. The way he got us to like even go to Backstreet Boys shows was like fucking shady. Like, <laughs> like and it was weird because he was like a shitty person but would do stuff like that for you or he'd be like, oh, you like the Backstreet Boys? We're gonna go to that show and so that was like a lot of the times the only things that I liked Mm -hmm. about him was using him for going to things I wanted to go to yeah what how would he like sneak you guys in well, or was it even sneaking in, or was it just like... It was like being a con artist about getting tickets. Oh, it was always okay. like, this guy fucking owes me a favor at this venue, so turns out I can get us tickets to this crazy Backstreet Boys concert that might not even been that crazy at the time, but seemed like the biggest deal on earth to me because I'm mm-hmm. like seven or whatever. Right. That was, I mean, that was the biggest, Ten. most important thing to any seven-year-old. Yeah. The most important thing in my life at that time. Yeah. Whenever NSYNC and Backstreet Boys was the biggest is when I went to mm-hmm. it, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so, but before that, like, I, I, yeah, he just brought me to a lot of loud things. Do you remember going, like, when you were super duper young? Like, what's, like, the first punk rock show you remember going to? Um, for 
punk rock. I feel like it was probably like a high school band or something mm-hmm. like that that I went to that was just like a local bullshit thing because there were so many local bands, man. Mm-hmm. There was just like um, not a lot to do, I feel mm-hmm. like. in There was a lot to do downtown, but that wasn't at all where a lot of the music scene came from. It was like the shitty suburbs where there's like nothing to do but right. like steal your parents' alcohol and like, so you do that and, like, start a band. Mm-hmm. Would you mostly go to venues, like, in your your town or, like, the surrounding towns more so than going into the city? Yeah, because it was easier to lie about. Right. Because it was closer. And You'd so, be home sooner. Yeah. And so, like, if, if we'd call it going to see a movie a lot of times. Oh. Because we'd just be like, yeah, we're going to go see this showing of this movie. So our parents, like, thought they knew where we were. Uh-huh. But we'd have this amount of time that we knew we could go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually genius. How would you get around, like, before you could drive? Well, they, Buses. Yeah, there's always a dude with a van. <laughs> <laughs> His name was John Van Winkle. <laughs> Jean Van Winkle? John. Okay. John. <laughs> that would have been amazing if it was John. Jean Van Winkle. <laughs> he is a great person. He was way older than me and had, like, a lip ring. And he, like... Was not at all creepy with us, but definitely drove around 12-year-old girls when he was, like, 18 years old and had a van. <laughs> Isn't that kind of creepy like, It now? is creepy aesthetically as a thing. But, but he never like, tried to pull anything? No, he was a sweet person. Okay, good. Which is so not okay, and I understand my parents being like, don't do that. Yeah. But like, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I, I want. I want to go to the Wheaton Grand. That was the name <laughs> of this theater. That I snuck to, and I remember my parents caught... That was the worst time I ever got caught lying. Oh, really? Because I had to leave in front of all my friends this show I wanted to go to so bad the boy that I had a crush on was in. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom followed me. No way. Is how I got caught. That sucks. It does suck. (laughs) So she, like, saw me lie pretty much. It was so bad. How long had you been getting away with lying up to that point? Um, I feel like that was really the turning point at beginning to lie and being bad at it. And then my friends being like, we got to teach you how to lie. Yeah. And so not long. <laughs> I think that was like the first time. And then I learned my lesson to, if you're going to lie, don't get caught. Yeah. But that made me so paranoid for the rest of forever. If your mom followed you, oh, I yeah. like always thought they were going to show up. Do you still have that? Like today, even like, is my mom here? <laughs> No, now I'm scared that my dad would be there. Oh, God. That's right. Because <laughs> we don't talk. Being a poser. <laughs> he would try to place. help my career. It would be terrible. Yikes. Hey, everyone. I want to interrupt this conversation to remind you Mother's Day is May 14th. Remember your mom and all the special traditions you guys had growing up? Well, as a special promotion for all my listeners, go to bouquetinabox.com. And use promo code YOUDOWHAT to get 15% off your first order. For over 50 years, Bouquet in a Box has been growing and arranging flowers in California, making them the freshest flowers you can have unless you grow them yourself. Even if you don't have a mom or don't like the one you have, there's got to be a maternal figure in your life that you cherish. Get her something pretty. Bouquet in a Box even offers free next day shipping. That's insane. Just place your order before 12 p.m. Pacific time and receive them the next day. Again, go to bouquetinabox.com. If you're a dummy like me, bouquet is spelled B-O-U-Q-U-E-T and use promo code YOUDOWHAT, that's Y-O-U-D-O-W-H-A-T to get 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. 
Well, you know what? Those Chicago winters get pretty cold. I'm sure you, you remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to just stay warm. got to be hustling. <laughs> Was that, like, also, like, a, a thing with, like, the punk shows, like, in the would cold? You, yeah. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, The Beat Kitchen is my favorite, like, one of my favorite venues, but... It's just like a long room, and the air in there just doesn't circulate. Mm-hmm. But the doors on the side open, and so it would be so cold outside, but get so like violently hot in there. Yeah, that it just like you felt like you were gonna get sick as soon as you walked outside because it was like, oh my god. <laughs> but I remember it being freezing out, and you'd be so hot in there that you'd go outside and like want to light a cigarette immediately, and not even wear your coat. Yeah. Because it was so hot and you could be like snow on the ground and you'd still like not put your coat on because fucking how hot it was. There's been so many times where I thought I was going to like just die <laughs> at the beat kitchen. In the snow? Well, just from being so warm. And I remember Andrew Jackson Jihad let me sit on the stage one time because uh, it was just like such a violent little crowd surfy mosh pit that like... Mm-hmm. They were like, no, sit right there. <laughs> and uh, my friend TTM had, like, given them a picture of them or something like that. So, like, I was, like, cool. I felt really cool because my friends had, like, talked to Andrew Jackson Jihad, who is just AJJ now. Mm-hmm. This is me nerding out. <laughs> no, that's great. Like, that's cool that you've been in, into them, like, since, like, since I was they were there. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Because, like, I've listened to some of them. They're great. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. They've been amazing for so long. And, yeah, I just, I, like, don't know them. But, like, I, I feel like I know them just because of, like, going for so long. And they've always been so nice to me. Mm-hmm. And there was a day that we skateboarded with them. I'm sure they remember you when they see you, right? Oh, sort of. I'm also Probably. shapeshifter, though. Yeah. Like, have blue hair and was, like, originally had brown hair. And also, like, talked to them the most when I had blonde hair. And, like... <laughs> Um, and have been in, like, three different cities. <laughs> um, but, no, it's they, they're they amazing. Them and Bomb Music Industry really changed my whole life and continue to change my whole life over and over and over again mm-hmm. and just bring me towards great people and really weed out terrible people. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I'll, like, ask people what bands they like and if they haven't heard of the bands that I like, I seriously don't like discredit them but if you do like the bands that I like I'm like oh we're gonna be best friends yeah (laughs) because I just know that you're not terrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) is uh is AJJ the band you've seen the most or yes yeah how many times do you think you've seen them oh my god I don't even know because I've seen them every time I've been able to Mm -hmm. in Chicago and here since I was 16 and I'm 26 now, so that's 10 years of shows. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. You've seen them, like, just, like, evolve. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, it's crazy to me now that they play big venues and, like, there was a night, okay, the, the day that was, like, the best day ever, my roommate, John Phillips, and I worked at the same mall. He worked at the Zoomies. I worked at the Journeys next to him because <laughs> he, like, essentially got me the job because uh-huh. I dropped out of college and couldn't afford to pay rent and had just moved in with him. Yeah. And he was like, Andrew Jackson Jihad is coming to town, and I messaged Sean, who's the lead singer, mm-hmm. being like, hey, if you come to my store, you guys can pick out any skateboards that you want, and we'll skate before the show. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And so they said yes, and we were like like twelve year old girls going to see the fucking Bashy Boys, like <laughs> like so excited. They're like this, we're like this is our favorite band, even though like probably 
12 people like knew who they were I don't yeah. even know like and we were just freaking out and they like came in the store and were super nice and I completely abandoned my store to like go hang out with them uh-huh. in his store and it was a manager and it was bad and um but fuck that. It's journeys. It's not that bad. Yeah, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, it literally was shoes that no one was buying because it was in Elgin, Illinois. <laughs> and it was, like, too edgy for them. Yeah, and the show, luckily, was in Elgin, mm-hmm. which is, like, a so far away from downtown Chicago suburbs. So the fact that AJJ is from Arizona. Oh, okay. And so, like, the fact that they were playing these small venues was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Elgin had this bar called Mad Maggie's, and so we skateboarded. Me, my ex-boyfriend, and my old roommate, we skateboarded with Andrew Jackson Jihad. I was very underage, got very drunk. (laughs) And I remember, I think, their, like, road guy's birthday was that day. And so he kept playing with the, you know those punching machines Mm -hmm. at bars? He kept trying to win that. (laughs) And they kept, like, on stage encouraging him Mm -hmm. to win it. But, like, so he was just very belligerently drunk. And so there was a chunk of time where I was running their merch table as, like, an underage kid. (laughs) And, like, sharing. I remember during the show sharing, like, a drink with Sean on stage because I somehow had, like, gotten in just because we were, like, skateboarding. I don't know. (laughs) And it was just a, like, very memorable chunk of time for me and oh my god I've met so many fucking people because of that oh band. I was gonna ask like you've gone to so many shows there are people other people that have gone to all those shows too yeah and it's weird because now I've gone to fest too which is like all the kids who have done what I've done mm-hmm. for so many years at one fucking weekend and it's just like a beautiful black wearing pale kid like <laughs> uh, it's amazing sanctuary yeah <laughs> The pool party the first day, there was a giant inflatable PBR, and this band, Masked Intruder, was DJing, who's on Fat Records, which is who Fat Mike from NoFX started that record label. Mm-hmm. Um, they were DJing, and I was just like, I'm home. That's so <laughs> like awesome. pale kids in the pool, like, being like, sunscreen, <laughs> PBR. <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's like Punk Kid Coachella, basically, right? It is, except for, like, man, I feel like they'd hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we had to sell it to Hollywood. That's how we would say <laughs> it. they had to buy it, that's what we'd call it. <laughs> Marketing, baby. So do you feel like you did, like, a lot of your, like, coming-of-age shit at punk shows? Like, did you have, like, your first cigarette at a punk show, your first drink at a punk show? No. No. <laughs> first. I did that independently. <laughs> I feel like um, I definitely participated in a lot of hijinks more on those nights, but also my friends are such reckless people at, like in Chicago that mm-hmm. I didn't have to, like I was not, I was tame out of them. Really? Like, <laughs> yes. Like my old roommate was the person that we like, as a group, we're bored of drawing on because they passed out so much. We're like, we got to do other shit to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was always the person who's crowd surfing, too. And I'm so proud of them because so many of them are still playing music. And it's, like, great that I still know people who mm-hmm. are playing music who are, like, inspired by all of that enough to have tried to, like, live a normal life but still want to do that. Yeah. Um, live a normal life. That's not what I mean. Live a life where you're not starving. Right. That's a normal life. Mm-hmm. Have, like, any of your friends, like, going to punctures, have they started their own bands, too? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. just, um, and it has taken a lot, because it's not, it's, like, almost with improv, where you're not, 
you're not like in a good band because of the music you play necessarily. It definitely depends on the people too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that a lot of them just now are maybe realizing that they've been playing with people who are the right people or just found the right people just now. And want to know a weird cool thing? Yeah. Okay, so my old roommate's band, Bad Sons, just played at the East Room in Chicago, which is a pretty cool bar. I haven't been there, but the next few days I saw my other friend who was like, hey, I was at the East Room in Chicago and Chance the Rapper showed up. What? And we're hanging with Chance and, and the homies. <laughs> I'm like, this bar seems awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, and they like played with Mean Jeans, who's a great band too. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, no one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I love it though. I, I love just like this, how specific it all is and like how like, there's like scenes within the scenes and like that's what's just so because like I never really I've only been to like I don't know maybe a dozen concerts in my whole life like I just have not done much of that at all so it's like really Ugh. cool to like know someone that like does this on the regular what's still weird is like fest people are almost like self-sufficient like I just mm-hmm. ordered soap from my friend who lives in Canada who <laughs> makes soap that I met at fest who I learned that my old friend from high school was like long distance dating Mm -hmm. forever and it's like how are we connected it's so crazy it's so crazy and she's great and she makes soap and she also um posted in this fest group that she uses her beer koozie from fest for a jar and she was like what else do people use and i showed my bottle of ibuprofen in it (laughs) and she was like oh my god you have beer-sized ibuprofen bottles in America. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> she was like, everything's bigger there. Oh, it really is. It, it's truly gigantic, and nobody needs that much pain medication in one dose. Oh, yeah. Don't take, I mean, take a foreign person foreign person to Costco just to, like, see the look on their face. <laughs> just like, this is a town of giants. Yeah. That's uh, what it feels like. <laughs> the first time I was in a Costco, I was like, this is a town. This is a small town. Yeah. <laughs> What's the... I'm, I'm not even going to ask what your favorite punk show you've ever been to because I'm sure that's, like, a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a worst punk show you've ever been to? I don't... I always like shows. Like, I don't go to things that I don't think will be reliable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I, I've definitely gone to shows where the band has been, like, in a fight or something mm-hmm. like that, where you're like, what the fuck is happening? And there was, like, a time where I went to a show where a band was listed as something, and then it was just the one guy oh, God. singing. <laughs> and, we're, and then we saw the whole band standing outside in front of the van. Like, what? they were just drinking. Like, they were pissed at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious, though. Like, because that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and he still, like, was blown belligerently drunk trying to kill it on stage so we're like fuck yeah good effort yeah (laughs) it's so great and we're like what what we're not gonna ask yeah just like just do your thing yeah there's probably so much shit going on there so less not really like the worst but like some a little bit more disappointing than you would have hoped um i don't like going to see bands that i like that are slow music that i like to sleep or fuck to yeah Do you know what I mean? No slow jams. Yeah. Because you'll just be like, I just want to sleep or fuck right now. <laughs> yeah, you're playing the song that I do that to. Yeah. I feel like um, I don't really like festivals in the Lollapalooza sense. Mm-hmm. Like that that's like a big one day festival in Chicago that like is in the middle of summer that like the last time I was going to, oh, that is totally the thing. 
I was going to go to Lollapalooza the year that the Beastie Boys were going to play oh, when MCA got sick. And so they had to cancel oh, Lollapalooza. And I was so fucking mad at everybody who still went to Lollapalooza because I was like, care about MCA. <laughs> oh, did you like, did you have to just like sell your ticket? I just, I don't think I even cared. I just didn't go. I was just so upset because I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. And I think that's really immature of me now. <laughs> I don't know if I had a ticket. I probably was just going to try to get in. Because it's really easy. There's no, like, fence. Oh, weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just in an open space. Well, I think that they try to make fences, mm-hmm. but it's, like, in this park that there isn't fences. Oh, okay. I could have done it. <laughs> but you had principles. <laughs> oh, no. The worst show I've ever been to was an OAR concert because I got tricked into going and pepper sprayed. What? What? Yeah. Who pepper yeah. sprayed? A cop. No fucking way. <laughs> what happened? So... My friend from high school, Jessica, she was like, let's go down to the city and get drunk. And I was like, okay, what movie are we pretending to see? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And um, so we would all take the train down. And I like noticed that like there's a lot of other kids from our high school on the train also going downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there must just be a big party. And, <laughs> that's pretty regular, I guess. Right. And uh, everyone was just, like, drinking on the train. We're playing, like, drinking games on the train. It was very illegal to drink on the train. I don't think if you're underage, but we did it anyway. Yeah. No, we water-bottled everything, so oh, it wasn't even okay. obvious. We were just very drunk on the train. And I remember getting off the train, and we start walking towards the lake, like, mm-hmm. the beach. And I was like, where are we going? And everyone's like, we're going to the... OAR concert and I looked at her and was like what the fuck I fucking hate OAR they're not good and she's like I don't know I just wanted to see what it was about and so there's this venue and uh, it like is on the beach so Lakeshore Drive in Chicago is against Lake Michigan Mm -hmm. and then there's the beach and there's like all museums and stuff right there so like the planetarium Mm -hmm. and the field museum and Soldier Field and like everything and this venue's on the beach, so the theory was nobody had to pay for tickets because you could hear the music from the beach. Okay. Stupid. Yeah. And so too many people went because everyone had the same idea to the point where it was like a riot status, oh, according shit. to Chicago police. And there was like helicopters above. And I remember this kid was standing, you know those tall electrical boxes that are like big metal boxes that just have sharp edges? Yeah. And they're like... Anywhere from three feet tall to, like, six feet tall. Mm. This was, like, a six-foot-tall one, a big electrical box. I remember this kid from my high school jumped up on top of it at one point during this riot. And somebody walked up, grabbed his ankles, and pulled them out from underneath him. He fucking hit his head on the electrical box. I turned around, and a cop was spinning, spraying pepper spray. I got pepper spray in the eyes, found my friend, was like fuck this, and we went and sat in front of the planetarium with helicopters and all these crazy people running past us just smoked a bowl out in the open. There was cops walking past us. Pot is very illegal in Chicago. They did not give a shit. That's how chaotic everything wow. was. Wow. It was just, I was so, it hurts so much worse than you think it does. Oh, I'm sure. Like, how could you, like, could you even see where you were going? For a while, no, I don't know how I found her, to be honest with you. Like, that part's all very blurred because I was wasted. (laughs) And just, like, oh, man, I was so not drunk by the end of that, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just, like, uh, I remember looking up. We're, like, seriously leaning against a wall that is 
leading up to the planetarium, but the planetarium's closed at night. And just, like, looking out at the whole skyline, but everything's still blurry and just smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, I fucking hate OAR. <laughs> Never again. And we're like, isn't this band supposed to be, like, about peace or some shit? What does OAR even stand for? <laughs> or? <laughs> Order. I don't know. And. Respect. And uh, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, Order and Reggie. <laughs> yeah, Reg. Probably sounds for something even stupider than that. Yeah, it's probably like orgasms and reason. Oh my god, probably. Ew, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> orgasms and reason is the worst name. But I don't know if I love it now. Oh my god. That should be the name of our new band. Yes, orgasms and reasons. Yeah. But not that OAR. That's the whole name of the band. <laughs> but not that OAR. <laughs> OAR, but not that OAR. Because Jen would hate it. Because Jen would hate it, and it causes pepper spray in the eyes. I bring Jessica Singer to a lot of punk rock shows. She loves it. Yeah, you've gotten her into it. You guys have been to how many punk shows do you think you guys? Shows before Jen. But yeah, but like back into it. I got her back into it, and I got her into obscure bullshit. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) Also above us, there is a Jeff Rosenstock flag and a Chris Farron flag. Just to say that I've gotten both at punk rock shows. Punk rock. I don't know if they consider themselves punk rock. Chris Farron's a perfect angel. Yeah, he's like an indie angel. He's uh, he's the next big thing, I promise. He's great. The stuff that Jess showed you. Yeah, Chris Farron is perfect. Chris Farron yeah. is perfect. His merch is so interesting because like, Jessica was like, yeah, she got that flag at the show. And I'm like, they sell flags? She was like, yeah, she bought the last one. Yeah. <laughs> what, they sold out? Oh, my there God. There was two left, but yeah, amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love that Jeff Rosenstock had these rainbow 666 potley flags, and they play with a giant one behind them now. Um, mm. And then Chris Farron's like, I'm going to have a bigger flag of my face. <laughs> and he looks adorable. He's beautiful. I burped. Uh, there we go. <laughs> nice. So... Do you even know, like, how many punk shows you've been to? No, because I don't know how many count, because I got in trouble so many times I'd have to leave, also. Because <laughs> I wasn't even allowed in people's cars. So yeah. if I was in a person's car and my parents found out, I'd get called to be grounded. Fuck. Yeah. How many times did you get in trouble? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So many. And also, like, I'm getting a lot of... Because there's a lot of drinking that happened. A lot of Mountain Dew and vodka that happened. Oh, God. I know. (laughs) But also, Mountain Dew hides the taste of literally anything. That's true. So, fucking... My insides probably glow, and I probably ruined my stomach lining, but it didn't taste awful. At least all your sperm was killed. Oh, totally, dude. (laughs) My sperm counts so low. (laughs) It's, like, the lowest. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Nice. I think we actually have a little bit of time to talk about... Ooh, drugs? Yeah. So you had to take Adderall? Adderall, like, since I was, like, 18 years old. Yeah. So not quite 10 years, like, 8 years. Mm-hmm. I decided to stop taking it because I think it was ruining my serotonin levels because everything's great in my life right now, but I was so sad and panicky all the time. Yeah. I also work at a pharmacy, yeah, and I was talking to my pharmacist about it. She's like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and when you yeah. stop taking it, you're going to feel bad because it's addictive. Mm-hmm. And I've been taking, and of course you're going to feel addicted to something you take every day, but it's something that I've had to take every day and like you have to go get every month because it's a controlled substance and they make you feel insane about it every month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, because also I'd run out early because I'm mm. not smart sometimes. <laughs> I lose things. I also give things to people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, like, hold this for me. Don't take it. I would never give away drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, I have really long days sometimes where I work mm-hmm. in the morning and have to do comedy at night and want to remember my jokes and how to interact with humans. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, I'm taking too much today, baby. How are you faring without it now? Um, well, I've taken time off from it before, but it's always a whole thing where my life gets super messy. Yeah. And then I feel like after six months of just mess life mm-hmm. where I'm super content, I end up going back on it. Yeah. So now I'm trying to not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I feel like I've done enough of the patterns that I can try to remember it or find ways around it or the people love me enough that will help me. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that people like me more now, maybe, and people are a little bit more accepting in Los Angeles of crazy people. I think so. And I got really lucky and have really great friends. Yeah. And, like, great house and great boyfriend. And my mom's great. My stepdad's great. My shitty dad doesn't try to, like, con his way into bringing me to weird shit because I don't talk to him, Mm -hmm. so don't try to find him. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I, it's going to be hard to wean myself off of something that I've taken every day. Yeah. But also, like, over time, you can just make your heart stop because it's oh, an amphetamine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, also, I think it genuinely fucked up my serotonin levels. I bet. Because of just having a stimulant in your body mm-hmm. every day and your body's trying to constantly produce adrenaline to like deal with that stimulant mm-hmm. and then when you stop taking it it's trying to put that adrenaline anywhere and just makes you fucking panic yeah do you feel like it also just kind of like like washed away some some personality or like some like motivation or like is that not really so much with Adderall um i have trouble being motivated without it yeah I feel a lot more motivated with it Mm -hmm. but when it doesn't work it's very demotivating and so when you build up a tolerance to it which is easy to do Mm -hmm. I've always built up a tolerance to things easily and I frequently have to stop drinking certain kinds of coffee or Mm -hmm. taking certain kinds of ibuprofen or like even using the same kind of face wash because it'll just not work yeah and uh, so to think that I've been taking the same medication for this long is like, of course it's not working. Mm-hmm. And that's a little demotivating when you take something that's supposed to make you feel a certain way or like make your brain feel a certain way and then it just doesn't. Yeah. It's a bummer. And you don't have to take more because mm-hmm. that makes you feel insane. What's like, has your dosage of it had to like go up over the years? There was a time where I was on 90 milligrams a day. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's death. Mm -hmm. Are you like, this time, did you just go cold turkey this time or did you, are you tapering off? Um, in theory, I'm tapering off. I just haven't been taking it because I ran out early, Mm -hmm. like four days early, which is really not that bad considering I did find like half of one on the bathroom floor the other day so like I really think they fall on the toilet a lot probably from being in my pocket and uh but I definitely take too much too Mm -hmm. it's addictive too yeah so like why would you ever stop yeah you needed to feel normal you know what made me really realize I didn't want to take it anymore is that I had given some uh no I had put some away Mm because I was running out early And so I went to go find it, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I couldn't find it was making me crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did I already take it? And I didn't like that I was going so crazy about it. I was like, I don't even need this. 
Yeah. It's fucking, I like hate, I cried. I was like, I don't yeah. want to take this shit anymore. It's make, it made me feel so crazy that I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I stopped taking it cold turkey and I'm going to get my refill for this next month. Mm-hmm. But I talked to my pharmacist, like I said, and she told me to start taking this vitamin called Rhodiola, which I'd taken Ooh. before. And it's apparently kind of takes the edge off of panic a lot and mm-hmm. kind of focuses you a, a bit, but it's not so terrible for you. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel like panic. Cause she was saying that essentially when it stops working, it just causes anxiety. Right. Cause you're just like, ah, yeah. Cause your, bo- yeah, cause your body needs to put like all that stuff that it's producing somewhere. So yeah. it's about that way. And especially if you've been pumping it out every day mm-hmm. with that stuff, it's like your body just gets confused, very confused. Mm-hmm. And so it's been kind of a rough couple days, and I warned everybody who's, like, close to me. I'm like, I'm going to probably lash out and be really weird. Also, it'll make me hot and cold, and that's, yeah. that's super weird. Yeah. That, like, makes me feel, like, so that I'm sweating it out. I mean, it's just, essentially you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're going through withdrawals. It sucks, yeah. and uh, it makes you feel really yucky. And it sucks because you just have been trying to be responsible about what people have told you is wrong with mm-hmm. you, basically. Even though it's not what's wrong with you, but if you have a doctor tell you, this is how your brain's supposed to work, and this is how your brain works, yeah. take this to make your brain work how it's supposed to work, you're not going to, like, discount that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a doctor <laughs> told me. Yeah. Yeah, but different doctors can say different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just, I think... I couldn't imagine being a kid now, subscribe, subscribed, oh, subscribed to that, and then you'll end up, like, on 40 things because you have to calm down at mm-hmm. night, and you're, like, all wound up, so you're on fucking Ambien and Xanax and Adderall and just ups and downs, and you can't, like, tell your body what to do on command like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I'm so, like... I'm so, like, against, like, small children being on that kind of stuff because I'm like, no, their brain chemistry, their body is developing. Yeah, ruining serotonin levels at such a young age. Oh, no. So, yeah, I'm glad to try to do it. I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be forever that I'll be off of it. Mm-hmm. And there's I, no shame if you have to go back to it, you know. you're. I know. You I just don't want to because it's such a mess, and I feel mm-hmm. so dishonest, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly dishonest. Because just, I don't know, I don't like taking something. I feel like if you take anything, you know that you've taken something and it's a secret you hold with you all day, even if it's not. Mm-hmm. And you talk about it. Because then it's weird to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just when you're high and you don't want your parents to know, that feels <laughs> like for all everybody. The time. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very frustrating. <laughs> it's like weird, yeah. yeah. You just like want to be you, but then everyone thinks it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Fuck everyone, okay? I love you. Love you, too. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.